time is good to find dolls. I'm just checking in with you. This is totally, totally chit-chatty. But when I tell you, you know, um, today was a busy day. Brutal day in the market. But um, I already, some of my uh, content creators that I follow that trade QQQ, Spy, um, already have their stuff out. So I'm going to listen to those. I think that's going to be part of the learning process and you know, listening to the experts and so on and so forth. But um, I, I got to spend time with my little sister and my two my two little nephews slash godsons. And um, and then got home uh, in time to take my little fur baby for a walk because poor thing, like I um, they're kind of I don't want to. Well, you ha- you have to establish patterns with them. And so when it's that time of the day, like he'll be like kind of looking to me. And it was so funny because he heard me moving around the house around the same time that I normally would take him for a walk. And he was just there like with his ears up, like listening for me to call. <laughs> I felt so bad. So thankfully, I went to go see my um my little sister. She put she has like the best. She's always putting me on like to the best stuff ever. Okay, um, and so we went out to eat, and then um, I came back, and the sun was just setting, but it was perfect, and it was cool, and he was walking fast, I was walking fast, we got our mile in and stuff, and then, so when I got home, I was able to watch, um, a lot of y'all know I like to watch uh, Cynthia G, and when I tell you, I had to listen to that one twice, because when I tell you, she went into every single angle. Um, she left no stone uncovered. I, I always like to say, you know, this is her best body of work and so on and so forth. But I mean, she is just bringing it every time. And I she was already good, but she's just getting like even better. Um, and left no stone uncovered. I mean, she covered, when you talk about, we all learned the word pathology 2023 from her. Listen, I mean, everything from like the Christianity, um, the, her engagement with the other woman, um, the engagement with the man, um, some of the faux pas things that happened, um, what was going on with the community, how dominant society views it, um, what was going on. Um, she brought out a great point also, which is that um, this is not the norm for black women. <laughs> and so it's just unfortunate. And like I said in my podcast before, I think it's just unfortunate because it it was already an uphill battle. Um, type of a thing, but, but I, (laughs) that one was really good. And y'all, y'all, it was, I, I promise you, like, sometimes I have fun with the content too, because I will never forget my, my, um, reading about the Cheez-Its and like trying not to laugh, but y'all were laughing too, laughing and crying at the same time. And a lot of us felt like, really jaded and sense of betrayal but you know we got to keep pushing and stuff and so I'm listening to Samantha Cooker and she's addressing the issue too she kept it light sweet and to the point I think we understand it for what it is one thing about black women you're not ever going to say that we don't hold ourselves accountable and that's one of the things that I was going to come on here and say well that's like the secondary thing because it's like when I tell you I love us in terms of black women, I love us. I think that this is one of those things that we can address it. And um, each one of us fills out a certain aspect. Like, it, it kind of hurts. And, and so it's good to kind of see the lighter side of things. But we're all bringing up important points and stuff like that. And... That need to be addressed, you know, whatever corner we're in and whatnot. But um, was there something else I wanted to say? Yeah, I just, I just love us, and I feel like um, yeah. Even when you talk about, I've talked about this before too. You're never. I don't think you're ever gonna get the chance to say like black women don't hold each other accountable. We had to 
you know, all of my, my content creators that I went to to listen to it. So like Cynthia G, Samantha Cooker, Tisa Tells, um, we saw it for what it was. I think we allowed ourselves to, to have the humanity in it because I think that this go round, it kind of did feel like we had egg on our face because this is supposed to be like little sister, but at the same time, or like little cousin. And it's like, oh my God, especially the part about the Cheez-Its, y'all, the Cheez-Its. <laughs> Anybody feel like eating Cheez-Its and um, watching Liam Neeson, which by the way, he is in the spectrum of what I consider to be attractive in in white guys. Like, listen, that, not me pulling him up right now. I'm going to fall asleep like, you are my eye candy. <laughs> oh my gosh, one of my... um. But actually, you know what? No, 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 no. It's not Liam Neeson. You know who it is? It's another Liam. Hold on, hold on. Because I saw the picture and I was like, girl, tell the truth and shame the level. Liam Hemsworth, y'all. But that just goes to show. And he is an Australian actor. You know what? There's another Australian actor. I've mentioned him on another podcast before. I think was he Australian or New Zealander? But listen, these Australian boys... Um, I remember, what's her name? She the um, American boy, take me on a cruise, I want to go somewhere. Forget American boys, boy. Listen, Australian boys? This is like the number, the second one. It's Liam Hemsworth. Eh. Girl, which movies are he, is he in that song? Oh, you know what, for real, for real, I didn't know he was in Mockingjay. Um, but the the one I did watch was Hunger Games, coincidentally. I watched the, whatever this one is, 2012 and 2013. I didn't watch 2014. I just didn't want to deal with all of it. Like, that's a depressing A movie because it has so many similarities to life. But yeah, no, so, but anyways, y'all. So, Liam Hemsworth is definitely, like, yes. Freaking 6'3". So, he got some height on him. Oh, he was dating Miley Cyrus? I think I remember hearing about that. They were together for 10 years. Yeah, she definitely fumbled that bag. So he's dating model Gabriella Brooks. Let me see what she looked like. Gabriella. Oh my gosh. And then tomorrow I'm picking up my niece. I already called her, and um, she is very much my mini-me, but it's so much fun, too, because I I actually have more fun as an adult now, but when I tell you she's very articulate, and she pronounces each and every one of her words, and she's calm, cool, and collected, and uh, just very much California Cali girl. And stuff, and so, but it'll be fine, because cause it's, like, kind of, like, my mini-me, like, just quiet, nerd, aware of her surroundings, and that type of thing, and um, so, I, a lot of you know that I, I'm so pissed with Robin Hood right now, I, but I understand that they have a good, from what I know, Roth IRA set up so I will just transfer my profit and put it in there. The other cool thing, even though I'm pissed, is that um I didn't mention this before. I mentioned some AI stock that you might want and some other um ETFs that outperform VTI, which is one of my favorites under VU. But um um and they do pay dividends if I'm not mistaken too. But um if you whatever you put into your Roth IRA and Robinhood, they will match up to 3%. And so, but when I tell you I was so pissed, I've already sent them to, I was so pissed the first time I sent them a message because they closed out my contracts and I had bought them for the day after. But I think, um, and I was so mad, y'all, like I might take a screenshot of how they respond and you're going to see like, I'm petty, like and of course, but we're talking about my money, yo. So, um, 
I I was like, you know what? I'm going to tear whoever's ass comes up on this thing. So I closed it out. And then when I was a little bit more calm, I still went in, but I was like, and they have not responded yet. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely taking a screenshot of how they respond to this because you need to explain to me why you're going to close out my contracts, um, to where I can't trade power hours same day. And then even if I do do a swing trade, I think what the problem is, and again, y'all, this this has been a couple years since almost like a year and a half since I've been trading. And so maybe so much has changed. The, um, maybe it's because I put my take profit. And so maybe if I had left it open, maybe it would have gone through to the next day. But because I set my take profit at, you know, 20 and 20 and 30%. And because they tend to kind of fill in the gap after hours and going into the next morning, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to try to find out. But when I tell you, I was pissed. So I already initiated the withdrawal and they take some five days to give me my money and I'm going to put it into Webull and or I'm going to research a little bit more and see if I want to do um, TD Ameritrade or what's the other one? I think TD Ameritrade is Thinkorswim. So, but yeah. So anyways, because of that, I I do have a little bit of money left over in my Robinhood because of the cash account. Um, So they have to settle the funds. So there's still a little bit of money in there, but I'll probably do like the first trade of the day and then just kind of grow it on one thing there. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, anything past like maybe what? 8.30, if, I, if I'm not in a trade, I'm just going to leave that alone. And I, you know, just keep something in there. But if I want to transfer for my Roth IRA and stuff like that. But yeah, no, I'm done with that one. So, but, and so then that means I can go pick up my niece earlier. Probably go to the movies, hang out with her out there and then bring her down to where I am. And then um, down to the Valley Valley, like we're so granola out here sometimes, you know. And then um, gonna cu- try to cram a lot of stuff in, and stay indoors and just stay cu- like you know cool. And then that's gonna be so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we kind of agreed that we'll just hang out late until Sunday night, and then I'll take her back early Monday morning. So that's kind of what's going on over here. Let me see. So Hems Liam's Hemsworth and Gabriella Brooks. Oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh, so they've already not only been dating for a long period of time, children, they are, they are, since then, Ooh, what's this, okay, um, divorced in 2019, oh my gosh, on December 24th, right before Christmas, well, that has to suck, mm-hmm. And she, you know, I mean, I guess when you compare her to like Miley Cyrus, she is prettier than Miley, but oh, let's see. That's just unfortunate. But that also means he's single. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, he has a new wife. No, wait. This one is saying Gabriella Brooks. Da 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 da. That says of January 2023. So who are... Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Hemsworth and Cyrus. Wait, he married Miley Cyrus. Y'all, I really don't be knowing that stuff. Anyways, whatever. I, yeah, that was... I'm not the biggest fan of Miley, so... And he was with her for freaking 10 years, y'all. No, but his current wife is prettier. Not that, you know, not that doesn't say much about her character or their compatibility, but you know. So, but anyways, um, back to the topic at hand. So, yeah. I mean, and so I will say this. The other Liam guy, the Liam, um, is it Liam Neeson? Neeson... He's a, a really good actor. I like to watch some of his um 
Yeah, he's at Northern Irish. He's a good actor. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that this movie's probably gonna have a little bit of a spike this year. That and cheese it, y'all. But yeah, so I just come, wanted to come on here and just chit chat with y'all. I love us. I feel like. We get through stuff. I think we handled it in one of those ways where the best way we could virtually, we just have a sit down, come to Jesus conversation. And, um, but we keep it pushing, you know, and I think that's what kind of sets us apart from like the male XYs too, because they will defend each other to the, to the death. And you can't do that. You have to be able to be practical and you have to be straightforward and you have to be able to roll with the punches. And that means that we have to address, you know, some of the some of the, the, the mishaps that happens. But if we do that, and I think the way that we handle these conversations, I'm proud of us. And um, all of us, like, I think um, that are content creators, we covered it. We got the the press coverage out there. And we were responsible with our platforms. And um, I want to say this too, because one of the things that I did hear that did concern me is kind of like, oh, well, the next time something like this happens, I'm going to wait until the noise settles. But this is the thing, you know, until things, and I'm I'm not, I'm saying this to a certain demographic. I'm not saying it in terms of um, being on the part of reporting it, right? I'm talking about on the part of coverage or alerting people, right? Part of the um, nuance with that conversation is I can understand if it depends on what type of content um, creator you are. So me, I'm more of like a gossip girl. I don't know what you would call me. Like, uh, um, I'm not a vlog because I don't do video stuff. But I do kind of just share what's going on with my day or my thoughts to certain things and it can vary. And sometimes I do research stuff, but sometimes it's just my raw reactions. This is where I'm at. This is how I think, you know. Um, but some some content creators um, are more kind of like, um, I wouldn't say more responsible, but but. It's important for them to collect all the pieces of the conversation. I get that. But the rest of us that that haven't that aren't necessarily relegated to be that way, I think you kind of have to understand where you fall because where where you kind of align up with and maybe kind of reconsider if you want to go the news route or if you just want to do the 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 I wouldn't say gossip, but like the right as soon as it comes out you know, hot off the presses type of thing. The reason it's important and I stand behind me, like I remember when I first saw it, I posted it up. The first 48 hours are so critical for when um, anyone goes missing. And so I I think that part of what aggravates my soul um, is we haven't really drilled down to how devious this woman is in the sense that it's even to a point where she planned to come back home within the first 48 hours. You know what I'm saying? Like in those critical hours, probably understood that it's going to up the ante, just like the timing, everything that goes into it, you know, intentionally looking up the Amber Alert stuff. Does she have to pay for this stuff? Looking how to just, you know, in some senses, set up stage a crime scene and all this stuff. And, um... And so, but the reason it's, it's far more, um, (sighs) disturbing, I think is because a lot of people's reaction is going to be like, well, the only, I don't want to make myself look embarrassed or I don't want to, cause, cause this is the other thing that, that, um, I noticed with us too. When I was listening to Tisa, you have to kind of laugh, I think, at how we reacted to it because she, she was talking about how she was on her burner like 
fighting for her, making, you know, making sure that people are not, you know, disparaging her whole situation. And now, 48 hours later, we're having to backtrack and make apologies and be like, you know what, you were right, my bad, we still good, all right, you good, you, I'm good, all right, let's keep it pushing. And so a lot of us had to backtrack <clears throat> our our stuff, but I think that my concern is that first 48 hours are so critical. And so if this creates a sentiment where it's not that you're not going to cover it, it's just that those 48 hours are so critical and if you are waiting to till the smoke clears and for more details to come out that's the difference between finding someone and um and you know find a finding someone b finding someone alive and c you know if you're ever ever gonna find them so those are just this is this is really serious. I think that um uh one of the things when Cynthia was talking and she said that other women have been um penalized for this. They have spent I think did she say eighteen months in prison for this? And so and I think that all of us also agree that yeah, she definitely needs to pay for this. I think that she even if she gets herself a lawyer it's going to be a problem because in so much as she doesn't have to pay for like the amber alert the amber alert is for parents who are reporting their missing children not for someone to report a rando like missing person if if that kind of makes sense and so because there's also fraud with it yeah she she's going to have to pay for this and um because my podcast was so long already, I didn't touch on the thing like, yeah, she, her, why is her employment talking about, they've been to press charges on her too for that bathrobe. I think they said she also took like, not machinery, but she took other physical items from the, um, her place of employment because she was working at a med spa. But she is a nursing student, and so she had taken a robe, toilet paper, and I don't know what other machinery and stuff like that. Or, and, and that part could be a little bit hearsay, but from what I understood, it was like she took more than just... Because I, I don't think that they're going to... Uh, and again, this just comes down to like sometimes we hear things and then they're not fully... But I don't think they're they're prosecuting her just for the bathrobe and the... um. Toilet paper, from what I understand, she did take more. And I don't even know because she was trying to... She had cash on her. If she took money from the cash register, um, that was there. But, um, but yeah, and so now you're talking about... Um, and so with her being a nursing student, it's like... It, you have to think about... Again, I talked about this. It's like... If you're just paying for the people that have to come out for with their dogs and um, canine, that is expensive. They sent this to freaking like as like C um, CSI FBI. Um, what was another one that they sent it to? Um, all of these different like high end forensic type people. That stuff costs money. And I wouldn't be surprised if they said this cost at least a million dollars at a minimum because, and I'm not even trying to exaggerate. And I think even for the amount of coverage, like the six football fields, and if you saw like the, um, the, how, how dense the shrubbery and everything was there and, you know, um, Although, so if it was 48 hours, let's say it was caught, I would say it would probably cost close to maybe like 480000 That that So that's close to about half a million. Let's just say that they spent $100,000 worth of time and labor and resources in the 48, 49 hours that she was gone, right? That would be reasonable because if you have, let's see, so 100000 divided by 10... So like ten thousand, eh? She she probably could end up looking at anywhere from, 
maybe $250,000 to $480,000 of fines. And so she's basically going to have to learn how to trade right alongside with me because who's going to hire her? <clears throat> her her um degree or whatever she was pursuing in, in nursing school, like she can keep trying to take classes if she wants to. I don't know who would want to hire someone like that, but um Yeah, so but but yeah, y'all. Um these things happen and um Another thing that was brought up too is um how remember I was saying that there was the Anaya's mom and I remember uh I had done a podcast on this like back earlier this year and I was of course in tears and stuff like that um about why she had like the Anaya's law or whatever um I don't remember. It, it's like Anaya's wish or Anaya's dream or something. And um, I think it is really disconcerting because with the mom, it's like her daughter actually passed away. Her daughter actually wasn't found. And I think that, you know, um, she really went to show up. And, and you have to think about the emotional toll that has to take on people, too. You know, in many senses, you're reliving that and you are pouring out. And those type of activities can be so draining because, you know, anytime you're trying to lend support, especially when it's like you're trying to honor your daughter and she lost her life and you understand what the parents are going through and that fear and all that uncertainty, the sleepless nights, every time your phone rings, you're not sure if you're going to get good news, bad news hoping for the best and so many moving parts and just outpouring of all your resources for it to be played with like that is like, oof, you know. And that's why I said too, I, I really have a problem with people don't, can't really think of all the moving parts or like be empathetic or kind of think outside of their own circumstances so here's this um story from Capital B. It says Carly Russell is home. These black women and girls are still missing, right? This is from two days ago. Um it says how many black women go missing annually? It says nearly one hundred thousand women of color went missing in twenty twenty and now one state wants to do something more, despite making up only thirteen percent of the female population in the US. Studies have shown that black women account for 35% of the country's missing women. So let's go ahead and click on this article by capital B. I'm going to put this on the thumbnail, you know. And when I say I love us and, you know, it's time for us to move on and kind of look at all the other people that can benefit from our attention that have gone missing. Um, I'm going to take a thumbnail of this. This is from capitalbnews.org. And um, they range in, in ages from little, like, this cute little, um, like, she probably looks like she's two or three years old. Another one looks like she's about, about 9, 11. These are all, for the most part, young women. One looks like she could be in her early, you know, 30s and stuff like that. And... Let's see if we can find their names. Okay, here we go. Here are some of the names, y'all. And I know I'm at the 30-minute mark, but I want to just do this um, with you here. So, Devin Sequoia Cooper. She is the young lady that you see here. You're going to see on the thumbnail with the, with the braids. Okay, so the one that's on the top row um, in the third column with the braids her name is Devin Sequoia Sequoia is her nickname Cooper from Columbus Ohio she was last seen before midnight on August 31st 2021 is a transgender woman okay and it says here this is she was reported missing on September 1 by her partner after she failed to return multiple phone calls okay so this is out here by um, Columbus, Ohio. 
The next person is Raja Adriana McQueen from Cleveland. She is 27, a 27 year old mother of two, last seen 730. On June 26, 2021, she was getting into her car, a, a silver 2018 Nissan Sentra, at a crowded gas station near uh, 131st and Harvard Avenue. City surveillance footage found four hours later um, shows someone else driving the car, which now had a bullet in the roof and another in the back passenger door. Oh my gosh, you guys. It says McQueen's car has since been modified. The car's appearance has been altered by the removal of the hubcaps and her license plate and dealer plate was visible in the rear window. McQueen's cousin, Alicia Kirkland, told News 5 in September that the disappearance is taking a psychological toll on relatives and friends and that sometimes the frustration of how long things have taken and the discouragement can wear people down. The FBI is offering a, a reward of up to 25000 for information leading to McQueen's recovery and to the reco- recovery of her car. That is so sad, y'all. She, had, she was only 27 years old and she has two little ones. Definitely foul play. The next one is Kiara Coles from Chicago. This is the young lady. Let me see if it's the same picture that's up here. Hold on. Okay, so this young lady is the one that's on the far bottom right with the blue shirt and like the silk press here. So this one, she's 26. She was three months pregnant when she was last seen in October 2nd, on October 2nd, 2018. Classified as a high-risk missing person investigation with potential foul play suspect. You know, I think I heard about this young lady. Um, I think her dad came on like a national news um, station, I want to say like within the last year. So it says here that her case is classified as a high-risk missing person investigation with potential foul play suspected. In 2022, police surveillance video of Coles with a man of interest at her home. They were seen driving away in her car, and the last known footage of Coles shows her withdrawing money with an a- from an ATM. The next day, the person of interest was seen returning Coles' car to her house and driving away in his own vehicle. What the fuck, y'all? arrest his ass. So it says Cole's mother, Karen Phillips, holds onto hopes that her daughter and first grandchild will return home. Reward money for information leading to Cole's whereabouts have been raised to $68,000 and Chicago PD has requested that any tips be submitted to cpdtip.com. Lashaya Stein is from Aurora, Colorado. This is the young lady. If um, The pictures are the same because I'm not going to scroll up for the sake of time. She's in a pink shirt. She has her hand up like in the peace sign. Her hair is up in a bun. And she has like a, a necklace with a heart on it. Stein left her home in Aurora, Colorado around 2 a.m. on July 15, 2016 and never seen again. Stein, then age 16, had a... Oh my gosh, y'all, only 16. Scheduled a job interview at Firehouse Subs the following day. She attended George Washington High School and had planned to intern at a nearby medical school that summer. Three years ago, so this would have been back in like 2013, the Aurora Police Department and the FBI, or maybe I have to go back to the top and check when it was, when this was done because, um, This was obviously written after 2016. So it says three years ago, the Aurora Police Department and the FBI conducted a three-day search at a vacant home 13 blocks from where she was last seen because she had connections to the previous tenants. The findings from the investigation are unclear. Aurora Police and Denver FBI are still investigating the case. Metro Denver Crime Stoppers is offering a reward up to 15000 for information. And yeah, this is this is definitely more current because remember, this, uh, t- this article is titled Carly Russell is Back Home, but these um, young ladies are still missing. So yeah, so that means if we're in 2023, so in 2020, the police department and the FBI conducted that three-day search. Now, this one is one of the baby girls on the screen. Um, she's the 
One that I, um, if I remember correctly, the one I said that she's like maybe like three or four years old. In the picture, she has a green shirt on and like a red um, headband on. So it says, Ariana is just two years old. The last time her extended family saw her in early 2016. Um, so 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 22, so seven. So she should be about eight years old now. Her mother, Nicole, left Ariana with a babysitter and her husband on April 1, 2016, as she made the two-hour commute across San Francisco's Bay Area for her job at Best Buy. Damn, two and a half hours to go to work at Best Buy. Later that day, Nicole withdrew 600 from the bank and told her roommate she needed to meet her friend, Sam, whom none, none of her family or friends knew. An unverified post was made on Nicole's Facebook that evening, spending time with my three-year-old need this break, which many of her friends and family believe is not made by her because of Ariana's incorrect age. Yeah, on the post it says three, but her daughter was two at the time she was last seen. It says Nicole's body was found in a shallow grave in San Francisco Park on April 8th. We do not believe that Ariana was with Nicole at the time of her death, but we believe Ariana's dis- disappearance is related to Nicole's murder. Wait. The little girl is Ariana. Oh my gosh, did the mom pass too? Oh, oh, right, right, right. So it says Nicole's body was found in a shallow grave in a San Francisco. Y'all, the husband and the and the girl and the nanny did this. Allegedly. Because the little girl is Ariana and then it says Nicole's body was found in a shallow grave. So we do not believe that Ariana was with Nicole at the time of her death. But we do believe Ariana's disappearance is related to Nicole's death. In 2017, San Francisco police searched and seized the vehicle they say belonged to Helena Martin, one of Ariana's babysitters. Although Martin has been questioned multiple times by police, the results of the search have never been released. In March 2020, authorities announced that a $100,000 reward was being offered for information related to Nicole's murder and Ariana's disappearance. So they didn't check the, the husband? If you have information regarding Ariana's disappearance or Nicole's murder, please contact the San Francisco Police Department, tip 415-575-444 or FBI's San Francisco Division at 415-553-7400. Okay, we have three more. Um, Nefertiti Trader from Newcastle, Delaware. This is the... Um, the lady that has the white earrings and she has short bangs and a short bob. Um, and so if I remember correctly, she's in the upper right hand corner. So shortly after Trader returned home from quick trip to 7-Eleven on June 30, 2014, she went missing outside her residence in Newcastle, um, Delaware. So she went missing out. After a quick tip to 7-Eleven, y'all, I'm telling you, I don't really be hearing the best stories like us ladies going to 7-Eleven. I remember we used to go <laughs> when I was in, in high school um, and there was one like you literally did have to go through like it was a, the Latino ghetto version like type of a thing. Um, It still is not a safe area and we would go and get a, a Slurpee. And then get back to school, like, just in the nick of time. Like, that's how we stayed in shape, though. Because we would, like, book it at top speed. I want to say it was maybe, like, a two-mile. It had to be one mile both ways. It could have been close to, like, one and a half miles both ways. And we would go get some snacks and then head back. And we'd be back before school, the the bell for, um, because we would go during lunch. But I never heard like really good stories of like every time somebody comes up missing, they were last seen at freaking seven eleven a.m. p.m. What's the other one? Um, 
it will come to me, but AM, PM, 7-Eleven, girl. So 2014, she went missing outside her residence. Around 4 a.m., a neighbor saw a man force trader into the rear of her vehicle, a silver 2000 Acura RL with license plate DE, oh my gosh, DE404893 and drive away. Oh my goodness. So she went to 7-Eleven at around, or I guess, because he could have jumped into her car and then went there too. So it says, Trader, a mother of three, worked as a housekeeper at Christiana Hospital. After her disappearance, her phone records and credit bill, credit card bills were inactive. The only piece of evidence left behind was a crushed loaf of bread. Oh my gosh. Cigarette butts on an unopened condom and her shoes near the front door. The Newcastle Police Department and FBI are investigating the case. The FBI is offering a, a reward up to 20000 for information. And Newcastle is offering $10,000. Tionda and Diamond Bradley. Okay, so this one. Okay. Let me go back up to the top and find out because these two young ladies that you're going to see on the screen. I think it's going to be the one on the top left. And we've covered everyone else. Except for the little girl with the purple um, berets in her hair. I think that's the only other one, but the one that looks like it's related to this is the one with the in the top left hand corner with the pigtails. Let's go back down. Oh yeah, okay, so it's gonna be her, and then um, it seems like Tionda is the. Um, they look like they could be so sisters, and um, the one. The one with the purple hair, purple in her hair, the purple berets in her hair. If you get a chance to look at the article, they've done an age progression on her. And then let me just double check because this picture looks more like the little girl that that has the purple. It, it seems almost as if they have two of the same pictures because this is more like the little girl that has the purple headband. Not the beret, the purple headband on with the green shirt. I wonder if that's kind of like a... Oh, no, no, no. It is a girl in the top left, um, the top left corner with the pigtails. Okay, that is, that is her. Um, this is weird, but they use a different picture in the collage than they have with her. But then the one that has a little girl with the purple berets... Um, is the same exact picture that's in the collage. So anyways, let's jump into this and, then, and I'm going to let you guys go to bed. You know, always take some time to kind of clean up the energy afterwards. I cannot go to sleep, uh, you know. Having just, like, listened to this, I, I would definitely need to reset and kind of just clear my mind before I fall asleep. But last but not least... Diamond, who is the little girl in the top left corner, was three years old, and Tionda, Tionda, oh, but why are the pictures inverted, though? Okay, Diamond was three years old, that's the little girl with the purple hair, and with the purple beret in her hair, and then um, barrettes, I think they're called barrettes, and then Tionda was 10, that's the little girl in the top left-hand corner. Diamond was three, Tionda was 10, when they disappeared from their apartment in Chicago, predominantly Chicago's predominantly black Bronzeville neighborhood in 2001. According to the FBI, the girls were reported missing at the to the Chicago Police Department. On the FBI's website, it says that according to Diamond and Tionda's mother, a note written by Tionda was found stating that the two girls were going to go to the store and to the playground. An extensive search of the area and surrounding neighborhood met with negative results. In May, the FBI officials had a potential break in the case when a young lady from Harris County claimed 
on Facebook that she was, oh, I think I heard about this. That she was Diamond Bradley, who would be 25 years old today. Claiming to be Diamond. So Diamond was the one. Oh, yeah, I did hear about this case. Oh. The Bradley's great aunt, Sheila Bradley Smith, told ABC7 Chicago that the woman submitted a cheek swab and fingerprints to the FBI, but the results have yet to be released and FBI officials are not commenting on the ongoing investigation. Anyone with information from the missing Bradley sister should contact your local FBI or submit a tip online to tipsfbi.gov. And so, shout out to the Capital B staff writers. It consists of Christina Carrega, Eric Johnson, Adam Mahoney, Brandon Tensley, and Alia, which I think is like Aliyah, but it's like an interesting spelling. Aliyah Wright contributed to this report. So, you know, um... And the subtitle here, I'm pretty sure you'll see it on the thumbnail. It says, over 193,000 black people were reported missing in 2022. And what is so interesting, you know, we do talk a lot about the femicide rates. And I think that what is so interesting between the femicide rates and the missing rates is that the numbers would probably be incrementally higher but it's because they're almost like in two categories that don't touch or they don't overlap, then it's like you have 193,000 people who are reported missing, but then it's like they're not included in the femicide numbers because we don't have a body or we don't know what happened to them. That's Those are really insanely high numbers, you guys. I am sleepy. I've had a long day and... I got punished this morning in trading and stuff like that and stuff. And so I'm, I am tired. It's 1130 and I do have to be up at six in the morning. Um, my body's getting used to waking up around that time. And I do sleep with my window, um, like with the curtains kind of open. So that's a great way instead of having to rely on the alarm clock I just use the natural light to kind of wake me up and that's been working pretty good I, this is like my 14th tomorrow will be my 15th day of trading and so it, it didn't take long for my body to just acclimate I don't like to use alarm clocks but um I it's basically trading is my job so I had to get up at six and get my water set up, light my instance if, if I remember. Sometimes I don't. Um, log into my accounts, check the market for the setups and stuff like that. And then I've been letting my little my little Bruno out. I usually crate him um, first thing in the morning. I wanted to see how he reacted, but he's fine. He's fine waking up that early in the morning. And of course, he gets his breakfast early and he's a foodie just like me. So... He's been handling that fine. I was kind of worried about wake because usually I'll wake him up like around eight. But yeah, he's fine. Just living his whole best entire life. And then, um, like I said, tomorrow I have to be so careful too because, um, the one of the last times I went to drive to see my niece, I, um, and this is dangerous and this has happened before. I will black out if I'm really tired. And they say once that happens to you, like it's you have to be so careful because that that one time is your warning. You might not even get another chance. And it happened to me twice, twice already. And so I want to make sure that I'm well rested because on the drive up, you know, um, I want to make sure that I'm alert and also have enough energy to spend time with her and then bring her down here safely and, you know, just do all the little girly stuff. Like just talk her heads off until late at night and <laughs> just wake up early and try to beat the crowd and stuff like that. So 
I don't know. I will I be recording? I would say if you don't hear from me tomorrow, um, you will definitely hear from me. Like I want to say Monday night because I've already taken a peek at the book. You were born rich. Very interesting. Um, I will say this: Is it worth? They wanted to charge one hundred and eighteen when I first wanted to buy this book. Y'all, this this book, mm-mm. and even I paid fifty eight dollars for it. Listen, this book is what a hundred and ninety seven pages. Um, yeah, fifty eight is is probably a, a much safer price range. I do believe in paying for good content, but and it's large print too. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's 10 chapters and it, like each chapter is probably like maybe 10 pages. Yeah, about maybe 10. So, but yeah, so. But yeah, so I look forward to sharing that with you. And don't worry, I'm out here being safe. Hope you all too. Stay cool, especially if you're, um, I want to say West, West Coast. All down, up, and through, um, going into Texas, those lower states, going over into Florida and up into the East Coast, we're experiencing extra high heat um, going into this weekend, and then hopefully it cools down from there. So just stay hydrated. You know, make sure your pets are hydrated, too. I like to, I have my routine for taking care of him, too. Make sure he stays cool um, in the area that he's in. And making sure he's hydrated and, you know, smaller snacks and stuff like that. But um, same thing for us, too. And if you're traveling long distances, just make sure that you have coolant and you're aware of how you're running your AC and whatnot. um, And planning and preparing for that accordingly. Wear your sunscreen if you need to. Um... Which I have, I have that. I need to get it out of my gym bag. Um, Alright, I'm really, really tired. So I'm going to go to bed. But, y'all know how I do. It's kind of like, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. So, I'll talk to y'all later. Be safe, be blessed, be prosperous, be abundant, be creative. Walk in your power, you know, um everything until the next one sweet dreams have an amazing day so on and so forth bye